Hey, this is Ryan with the Daily Sales Dish Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Sam. Sam, can you say hey to everybody? Hey, everybody. All right. So today, we're going to be talking about a topic that breaks down into two parts. The initial part that we would like to talk about is the hiring process and how you identify um, candidates that actually are going to be successful when you bring them on the team. And then how do you onboard those candidates to ensure that they perform at the level you want and are doing what they need to do to be successful? So Sam, I'm gonna let you take it away on this topic. Um, what, what are your thoughts on the hiring process and how to make it as effective and efficient as possible? Okay, we have to break it down first, for the, for, first of all, to the type of jobs. Like, are we doing sales? Are we doing customer service? Are we doing back office services? Are we, are we doing um, whatever job it is? Because the concept remains the same. It's all about do you getting... want a specific position in an industry? I can do that for you. Okay, well, go ahead. All right, let's just focus on SDRs. Okay. So Someone we're that's about... being hired, coming in new, and you have to kind of groom them, or maybe they have experience at another job, and you have to train them how to be successful at you know their new role. Okay. Now, it starts with, I will not say the recruiting process. I will, I will start with hiring. Hiring mainly is the most important part. Recruiting is nothing but qualifying based on what they see what they get through the resumes i mean like the screening process happens at the end by at the end of the day by the hiring team not the recruitment if you go ahead and hire a recruiter he'll, he'll be like what i've got that list i've got 100 people those 100 people are good in sales now who'll go ahead and do the job is the hr department now, what is or what makes the HR more efficient when it comes down to hiring people? Now, this, the resume doesn't say anything. Resume is just words on a piece of paper. It proves well, nothing. Uh, if you do the resume right, it, it can be effective. And when I say that, I say, and I'm still working on this myself with my resume and LinkedIn profile and whatnot, but. True. If it's I agree with you. Orientated, if it's results oriented, that's powerful. True. That shows that you've been in other positions and done this and done it well. If you're just packing in fluff and that that's it, I mean, it's, it's not going to be as effective. It, I completely 100% echo what you said. See, here's the point. Why, why am I saying that? A lot of resumes, like, uh, like I'm one of the guys who, like, I do the interviews by myself because... Why am I doing? But why am I doing them by myself? Because few reasons. Now, the HR are hiring. Now, this this is one of the main problems I faced like back in the days when we when we started target outsourcing a long time ago. Um, like the main problem that we were facing, you will go ahead and get a resume. Resume is clear. It's nice. It's neat. It's objective. It's results oriented. But when someone steps in the actual interview. What is stated on the resume is something and what is happening is something else. So the main the main part in here is how to qualify the the candidate before they step in the interview. You have to qualify them first. So what do you do to qualify them outside of reading their resume? Okay. 
the way how I, like I, the first thing I, I advise the HR, um, like on my end, is to go through the screening process. Screening is very important when it comes down to recruiting or when it comes down to hiring. Why is it important? Why should I waste my time? Why should I waste somebody else's time to step to an interview that they are not qualified for? Right? Yeah, I mean, if you don't have the qualifications or that usually means you don't have the experience, just flat out. If you're not qualified, you probably don't have the experience or the experience is in the wrong area that you need to be successful in the position you're applying for. What I look for mainly in sales, I do not look for the experience. I don't look for how many years you have been doing sales. I don't look for like how good you are at selling. I don't look at how many years you have been working in that company doing ABCDF. I'm not worried about that question or I'm not worried about that aspect. See, it only comes to one question. I always ask someone to pitch me on the phone. That's in the screening. That's because when you know, you know that they've been there when they have to pitch you on the pitch phone. Me. You can tell, even if it's not a good pitch, if their delivery's there, if their tonality is there, you can tell that they're capable of doing what you need them to do. Absolutely. Pitch me. Uh, some of the responses I get, well, uh, I'm not ready. Thanks a lot. You enjoy the receipt day. Well, if you're applying for something, you have to be in sales, especially in sales. You have to expect the unexpected. In sales, you have to expect the unexpected. Why? Because if you're able to go ahead and do sales, if you're telling me that you have got the experience for 50 years, for 20 years, and if you're telling me that I'm not ready for that question right now, that means that you did not even do sales for 30 minutes. <laughs> but if you'll go ahead and ask the question for someone who really knows the job this is for someone who knows the job i did not step yet to someone who's a junior or who, who, who is still like ungrad or graduated or fresh grad for someone who's telling me oh i've been doing sales let's say as an example for three years okay you know what here's the product here's the service go ahead and pitch me so if i get i'm not ready thanks a lot get ready one day give me a call back that's one of the answers some of the others it happens that they go through the pitch completely 100% as you said they are they were not ready they did not expect it they did not expect it why did not expect it because of one reason the way how people screen the candidates or the, the way how the recruiters or the HR guys um, like screen the guys they ask them, they ask them normal questions normal oh how we like uh, have you, how long have you been doing this uh, where are you graduated from? Uh, what is your study? What is your major? Uh, are you willing to work for that company? Okay, okay, okay. Then afterwards, okay, the interview will be at that date. This is what it says. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. One of the battles I had um, transitioning from outside sales to inside sales, mm -hmm. a lot of the places I applied weren't comfortable with hiring me because I hadn't done inside sales before. I knew I wanted to do it. I knew I'd be good at it, but they didn't feel comfortable because I didn't have the prior experience doing that specific type of sales. And I've experienced the same thing when searching for tech jobs, like software companies. 
A lot of times, I had a lot of trouble breaking through until I got the job at Directive, and, and that was selling to software companies, not software sales, but it was really challenging to highlight my strengths, but make it still relevant to what I would be doing because I hadn't been there before. Oh, I 100% agree with you. And I'll be stepping to that point, which is the point of like the, the, the outside sales, which is on field or on site and on the phone. Now, getting back again to the point. Now, when people are screening, when the HR guys are screening, there should be certain questions related to the actual job. I'm not saying it's a question related to the job. No, it should be an experience related to, related to that job. Let's say example, in sales, okay. I will not definitely ask them what was the hardest phone call that you had because I don't know if they will come up with a story. I don't know if that story happened or not. No, I just go straight forward for proving it. I either approve it or disapprove it. So pitching someone on the phone since the beginning, that will cut it short. That will cut it short like, like in a tremendous way. How? So let me ask you this, Sam. If, if you have a hundred candidates send in resumes or apply or, or however you do it, and then you go to all those 100 candidates and say, pitch me on the phone, how many are going to come through that qualification process? How many are going to make it beyond that? Okay. The team on my end, the HR guys who are doing it, I trained them how to do it. As a matter of fact, they are five. The way how they do it is that they pitch them like, as a matter of fact, like I got them a script. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is the way how you go ahead and pitch the candidates. Those are the questions to be asked. Out of 100, like here in Egypt, I would say the really good ones who will step into an interview and pass and pass out of 100, there are 25. And those 25, what did they do when they were pitching you that showed you that they were capable of, you know, moving forward in the interview process? They had the skill. That's number one. Sales is a skill and will. They had the knowledge. They were, um, I, I would say, uh, thinking always outside the box. Because, like, mostly sales, like, it depends on, like, how would you think in that situation or under these circumstances? How quick is your response? Um, is your response efficient or not? Um, how do you sound? That's 25% are accepted. 15% are between accepted, but they need training. I mean, those 25%, the only job that you will go ahead and do is, is one thing. Guys, this is the script. This is the way how it works. This is the product or this is the service. Jump on the phone. Are you ready? We are ready. Let's go ahead and do it. The 15% when it comes down to qualification because I need strong language when it comes down to English. They are good at speaking in writing, but they lack not the will. They have got they lack the skill how to do it. They don't know what is sales. Most of them are, are fresh graduates. They've never done sales before. They don't know what is sales on the phone. They don't, they don't get it. They don't understand. Okay, like, how am I going to pitch someone on the phone and sell them? Okay, let's sit down, let's sit down, sit down and, and discuss it. 
Do they have the qualification as far as the will and the language? Yes, they have. Are they able to think? If yes, they're accepted. If no, well, that needs an intense training. Hey, Sam, just a quick timeout. Are you outside? Yeah. Okay, that's why I'm hearing wind. Just want to make sure. Keep going. Okay. Is that better right now? Yeah, yeah. It's just here and there. I get it a little bit, but let's just keep keep going where we were. Bro, I was smoking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So back again to the point, do they have the, qual the qualifications to go ahead and learn the job? Yes, they have it. So at that time, I have to teach them from A to Z what is telesales or what is telemarketing and how to do it, what to say, how to say it, um, how to how to organize your or how to how to get your time to be managed and so on and so forth when it comes down to the actual job. The rest. So one one thing real quick. I sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. But, um, so I I've done three different inside sales jobs so okay. far, and. Obviously didn't have a lot of experience with inside sales going in the first one, but I noticed the training process kind of changed as I had that second inside sales job and that third. Um, with the second one, there really, it was just product training, but it wasn't really relevant to what I was going to be doing just because we weren't having high level conversations. And, and I was probably on the phones with them like a week and a half, you know, after doing the product stuff. With at Directive, it was just um, obviously product knowledge still, but then a lot, lot, a lot, a lot of role playing. Like that was probably the first time that I've done, you know, that amount of role playing, uh, preparing for uh, making calls. I 100% agree with you, it's different. Like on-site sales is different than on the phone. But there is a key point in here. What is the key point? You still have the concept of selling. And you have the soft skills. I mean, Absolutely. You've got the concept, which is, which is important. You have got that concept of selling. Now, what is the difference between selling on the phone and selling on-site or outside sales and inside sales? What is the difference? It's only one, one point. You're difference. on the phone and you're in person. Absolutely. Which one is easier? Which one is harder? That's the point. It depends on the outreach. If it's like you're walking into a business and say you don't know anybody there, they're just a prospect. Outside sales, it's really challenging to you know initiate that conversation because you know it's gonna be hard to get in touch with the decision maker when you're just randomly walking into a business. Um, inside sales pre presents a lot more challenges I think related to like we talked about unexpected getting comfortable with unexpected things happening you i've had some very strange conversations uh with people on the phones um just because you never know where they are and what they're doing when you call them where you have a little bit more control when you're in outside sales because you know hey jerry whoever is in the building i just need to you know see if i can get some of this coming oh i completely 100 percent agree with you because outside sales, it depends on the effort. It doesn't depend on how many numbers or how many leads are you going through a day. It depends on the effort because let's say as an example, like a day you can dial 200, but you cannot like that's on the phone. You can dial 200 businesses, but in real life, 
outside sales, you cannot go to 200 businesses a day. And that's why inside sales is is more efficient, more powerful. True. You can pick up the phone, call anyone, have that conversation. As long as you get them on the line where outside sales, you're very limited. And on top of it, a lot of outside sales jobs require some account management as well. Absolutely. you're, You're playing with uh, two roles, basically. This is the fact. So as a matter of fact, telesales or the f- like on the phone is way too easier and effective more than outside sales. Because if we'll go ahead and put like, put it as a percentage, apple to apple comparison between outside sales and inside sales now let's let's say an example you managed to visit 100 businesses and you managed at the same time to call 100 businesses now what is the percentage of reaching the dms over the phone and what is the percentage of reaching those dms on site that's a great question the difference in here what will happen is this the way how it will play out is pretty much easy and simple Anyone who's at their office and they're not expecting you, definitely they will not be likely to meet you. It's a similar experience on the phone though. I mean, if you call a CEO and you get him to pick up, start talking to him, he was probably working on something or she. True. (laughs) It's a fact, yes. See, he picked up the phone, you got him to engage on a conversation. Yes, he might be busy. But the fact, the fact is, he picked up the phone. It's not he will go and open the door or the PA will open the door. No. He picked up his phone. It's done. But once you go through a business, like hey, you have to present yourself, you have to be like, okay, like this is what I'm doing. I'm from that company. This is the way how we do it. I need to speak to someone. Or I'm looking for, for as an example, the managing director, or I'm, look, I'm looking for the CEO. Definitely the answer that you will get, they are busy right now. Like you can schedule an appointment. That's, that's with a gatekeeper that you will face. As a matter of fact, like you cannot jump into their office, knock into their door and get in. It will never happen. This is the difference between the phone and, and the outside sales or the inside and the outside. But in, like if the inside, you'll just dial the number, that number is the CEO or the managing director or the person who makes a decision, that's their phone number, the answer the phone, that's it, it's done. They don't have to move, nobody will go ahead and knock, knock their doors, nobody will be like, hey, uh, there's that person waiting for you outside, no, none of that will happen. Because the phone cuts it short. That's the technique of how it works. This is the efficiency of how like phone, or inside sales is more efficient and powerful more than the outside sales. Do you, this is completely off topic. I'm sorry, but I just this popped okay. in. My head. Do you think it's easier to destroy like your reputation in outside sales, or it's easier to destroy it on the phone where you can just ruin that outreach? Like maybe it doesn't go well. Maybe they don't like what you're presenting. Wh- which outside or inside do you feel like would really? burn your reputation with a with a potential prospect the one that burns is the outside now they see your face now they remember you 
Yeah, once they have one negative experience and they can put your face to the name, you're definitely it's running. Like, it's the, psychologically, it's the first impression. <laughs> it's the first impression. Like, you meet someone, like, once you look, like, some people go by that. If you see them for the first time, you don't like them. That means you don't like them, full stop. That's it. But the question is, why is it outside? Because it's the first impression that you get. You saw that face, oh, that face, like, I remember that guy, he did this. So let's cycle back, or circle back to uh, what we were talking about before. Hiring, we were talking about hiring. Yes, so I guess my question for you is after you've narrowed it down to that, you know, did you say 15% or 15 candidates that are like somewhat ready to go? Ready to go is 25%, they're good to go. They get the script, they get the training over the service or the product, boom, they hit the phone. Why? Because they have got the experience to go ahead and do it. Aside from this experience, they have got the skill and the will to do it. Is the training you provide to those people that are maybe more experienced and more ready to hop on the phone, does that differ from the people that may need a little bit more preparation before they get on the phone? Yes, because training, like training an experienced person is different than training a junior or a fresh grad. Why? Why is it different? See. Each and every one of us has got their own capabilities. So as for me to get the business started, I have to use the efficient ones at the beginning. Like let's say example, I'm running a new project. What do I need? There are priorities to run that project because I love to, like I'm a type of a person, I'm a plug and play. Like, okay, this is the project. This is the way how it will happen. This is the way how it will work out. Let's go ahead and do it. So I have to, to get the efficient ones to get the ball rolling at the beginning. During the expansion, now I have got my pipeline ready, which is the 15%. That's during the expansion. So, okay, guys, let's go ahead and jump in a training. When is the training training at that day? So what do I start with? I don't start with a service or a product. I, I start with a skill, sharpening their skills. And part of the training is psychological somehow. Like I get them to train themselves how to be positive, how to respond in, in certain um, situations or in certain conditions, what to say, how to say it, how to remain always positive, how to always remain supporting each other, how, 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 how. That, like I would say for me or with me, that like it takes between two up to, th like two up to three days. What do you do with, say one of those people that needed a little bit more training Ups on the phones and they're just it's just not going well like what what do you do do you pull them off the phone and coach them a little bit and maybe do some role playing or do you just keep letting them pound out dials until they figure it out role play is an essential part in the training role play is an essential part in a training the way how I role play is like I don't know like if if a lot of people do this or not I role play face to face and I role play on the phone Yeah, it makes a huge difference, I, I found, especially working remote. Um, when I was role-playing at Directive before I was making calls, it was uh, like we're talking here on Zoom right now without any um, video going because it's distracting. And it's, it's, it's different when you see someone's face and you're having the conversation versus when you're just looking at a screen and talking to them that way. This is true. I mean, like, 
see I, I saw that post once about meetings on zoom like the meeting is supposed to be at topic x now the discussion goes on topic x for like 10 percent rest is someone is looking at your uh, bedroom how it is somebody else is, may- is sleepy somebody else is like making up their hair someone is wondering what is going on <laughs> What kind of Zoom conferences are you going into? <laughs> well, you know what? Like it happened. It, it happened for me. It happened with me once. Like one, like uh, that call was. We were how many? We were seven. Yeah, we were seven at that conference call. Then out of nowhere, I'm looking at the screen. I'm like, um, John, wake up. John, wake up. Like the guy was snoring. <laughs> <laughs> But it happens, you know. Like. I would say he was tired maybe he like he did not sleep that that night well but it happens but yeah what you have said is is completely 100% right like you have to avoid distractions back again to the point of role play role play is essential when it comes down to sales face to face role play like I don't see it that much effective but it should be done but the effective one is the phone role play Because if I will go ahead and train someone on the job, I have to get the demo of the job, like copy-paste. Like you will talk to a client, I am the client, or somebody else, as a matter of fact, like I guess somebody else with the guys working with me to pitch them on the phone. They have never seen them, they, ne- they never dealt with them, they don't know them. Somebody else is pitching them because like they know Sam right now oh okay Sam trained us we know him we know his style we know his way well as a matter of fact not a lot of people figured out my way yet <laughs> but this is what they're expecting so I get somebody else completely different to go ahead and pitch them some of them they do well on the phone like I would say out of 15 those 15 like nine would do good on the phone and the rest of them they need more training they still lack um, some aspects when it comes down to the actual job So I train them again for one day or maximum two days, then boom, on the phone. So this is why I think things break down a lot with a lot of organizations and just from personal experience. If someone's ready to go on the phone, let them go on the phone, let them figure it out. If it's taking longer, let it take a little bit longer. Let them really understand the product knowledge and doing that role playing. There shouldn't be a one size cookie cutter you know, way to go about training. It's really dependent upon how experienced that person is and how quickly they're picking up on everything they need to understand. See, when it comes down to organizations, when it comes down to strategies of businesses, when it comes down to strategies of companies, or how do they put it, like each and every business is different than the other one. But what I would say is from a perspective of like me, like been working in that in the industry for a long time see because wh- what did I do in my life like when it comes down to call centers like I did customer service and I did telesales now let's say as, as an example like in in customer service I would agree that there should be a couple of interviews I would say between one up to three interviews one is technical one is theoretical and one is for just presenting who you are so i would say three are enough not four not five i was maximum three like one goes for the business one goes for 
for a demo, one goes for presentation. That's for customer service. I would say sometimes it should take longer than one or more than one. But in sales, okay, what do you need? What are you looking for? Because if you are able to sell, see, this is the concept of sales. If you are able to sell a can of Pepsi, you will be able to sell like a rocket ship because you have the skill in you. It's a skill. What will differ here is the product knowledge, is the service knowledge. That's the only thing which is different. So it should not take more time, more than two times, as a matter of fact, like nobody has to go through a technical training because of the applications. Nobody has to go through um, like, uh, what do you call it? A couple of interviews. Oh, you have got to go through that test. You have to go through that test. You have to go through that test. That's a waste of time. Like you're wasting the time of the business. And at the same time, you're wasting the time of that candidate because that candidate might be like they might find a job in, in 24 hours rather than finding a job in one week. So a lot of complications. I'm not that type of person. I love to complicate things. System. Okay. You know what? You're not able to use the system. Fine. Not a problem. That's my system. I own it. I'll show you how to do it. So that will take from me in the actual training one day. It will take during the training one day to get them to figure out the system and how, how to find their way through it. So why should I waste my time and their time getting them to go through a technical phase test? Then I have to check the results. Then I have to inform them back. Well, they don't know. That's my system. They don't know about my system. They don't know it. They, they have never, let's say an example, they, they have never used the system in their lives. And they were just using the, the phone and the sheet of the leads and it's it. And they were dialing manually. It happens. I mean, some people like they used to dial manually, not through a, like a predictive dialer, not through an automated system, not through a CRM. Still people are dialing. Some people I know myself, like they are still dialing manually. So why should I complicate the process? Like I'm a type of person, plug and play. Okay, do you know how to do it? You don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. Okay, let's get together and show you how to do it. Pretty much easy and simple as that. So I recommend that businesses should not go through a long phase of screening because this, this is screening, you're not hired yet. So like, why should you screen someone as if they are like, they used to work with you? They don't know if they have got, have got the concept and they've got the skill and they've got the will. Yes, I'm able to do it. Yes, I've got the experience. Okay, step in. Now that's an interview. Now during the interview, I will know exactly who you are because face-to-face -face is different on the phone still. Okay, so I will figure out exactly what is the short, where's the shortage. I will understand exactly what do you lack. So I will understand completely 100% what am I going to do. The key point in here is why to waste their time, why to waste my time. At that time, I'm exerting effort for nothing. At that time, I'm wasting resources, by the way. I'm wasting resources because time, time is money. I'm wasting time right now. Oh, I'm waiting for that person to get done with the screening test. I'm done with that person to get done with that technical test. I'm waiting on this. I'm waiting on that. I'm waiting for the results. Well, guess what? We don't need that. We need the efficiency, not the process. We need how to be. We need to to get the to get to the point of how to be efficient. No matter how complicated the process is, it doesn't mean that it is successful. No. Like I'm a type of an old school person. What do I do? Okay, 
pitch them on the phone. They're qualified, step in. They're not qualified, wait for your turn. Pretty much as easy, simple like that. Like the technic technicalities or the system, like like for me, this is my perspective. I mean, like somebody else would would disagree with me, but if you're working in in business A is different than business B is different than business C. So each and every business has got their own system. The question is, does that candidate know or dealt before with that system or not? Now, it doesn't matter for me because still, I have to train them on how to use my system. So I would rather that the, the hiring process or the screening process to be shorter and minimized rather than having a long process and at the end of the day, like I got nothing or maybe I, out of 100, I got five. Okay.